Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we are joined by Paige Demakos of the Draft Network to discuss the 2019 Buccaneers, the East-West Shrine Game, the Senior Bowl, and this weekend's championship games. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Joining us today is the COO of the Draft Network, the one, the only, Paige Demakos. Paige, how you doing? Hi, guys. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you very much for coming back. Always enjoy having you on the show. Uh, we're we're just going to dive right in. Initial takeaways from a uh, exciting yet also disappointing 2019 Buccaneer season and the uh, the debut season of Bruce Arians. Yeah, I think it reminded me a lot of the time in Arizona where he first got here and had kind of a similar trajectory with a similar quarterback in Carson Palmer. Um, who also threw a lot of picks that first season. If you, He just had an interview with, I think it was Rich Eisen, talking about how complex the offense is and you know how, how in his year two, things got significantly better, right? Um, so it reminded me a lot of that as, as they progressed, especially because I knew what Todd would be able to do from that defense. And you saw that defense really in the second half of the year put that team in a position to really win a lot of games. Um, those last two games that they lost really should have been wins. Um, and, and I think my biggest takeaway of the season is you can't win football games when you spot the other team seven or 14 points. Right. And I know that the, the reaction to Jameis is pretty mixed on social media. I know a lot of Bucks fans really like Jameis and a lot of Bucks fans are ready to move on. What I can tell you is I don't care who the quarterback is, but if you throw that many picks, you're not making the playoffs period. doesn't matter how many yards you're throwing for or how many things you're doing. There were, there were too many opportunities where the team played well enough, but there were bad decisions made by the quarterback. And I think that was my my main takeaway is if they continue on with Jameis, um, how do you fix that, right? Because it's it's year five of Jameis, right? This isn't the first go around and, and with Jameis. So can they fix that? Obviously, he put up a, impressive numbers. Um, but my argument to that would be that when you have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Bruce Arians and Brashad Perryman and two legitimate tight ends, you should be able to put up numbers like that, right? And and I don't know how much of that is just Jameis and how much of that is the offense that Bruce has. And, you know, I, it's, it's where I go back and forth on Jameis. And I told you guys at the beginning of this, I think when I was first on this podcast, that if Jameis can't make it work with Bruce not going to make it work anywhere. And I stand firmly behind that. I think this was probably the best version of Jameis that we're going to see. And I don't know how you fix the turnover problems, guys. It's I don't envy Jason Light and Bruce because I think there's a, a major decision to be made here. 
Yeah, Paige, I, I mean, I remember that conversation vividly because we also had the conversation about like what kind of scenario we look at it was like playoffs or bust or and you and I actually agreed on that episode that the Buccaneers could feasibly finish seven and nine and Jameis Winston could still prove that he is a franchise worthy quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And here we sit in January, the Buccaneers finished seven and nine, but there's all these questions because of the way they finished seven and nine. Um, how do you, I mean, how do you feel about it? Because so like, like you said, there's been a lot of back and forth and James and I have been in the middle of that back and forth just as much as, as I think anybody else has. And Trevor Sikama, who obviously, you know, very well and our listeners I'm sure know very well, uh, just on Thursday published a, a, an amazingly in-depth breakdown uh, pick by pick of, of Jameis Winston's interceptions. And if any of our listeners haven't listened to it or watch, uh, read it, you need to go read it uh, as soon as you have about 30 minutes to really soak it all in because it's a long read and it just shows how much work Trevor did. And he, what he came down with is he credited Jameis Winston solely responsible for about 16 and a half of those interceptions. And of course there's some wiggle room in all those analysis, you know, with, with the way that things break down, but even 16 and a half, while it's, it sounds like, you know, immediate reaction is, Oh man, that's only like half. Well, but even only half quote unquote is still like top five in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so do you feel, cause, cause I've been on record on the show saying that, this Jameis Winston can't come back to Tampa. And I mean that in the sense that if Jameis Winston, the human being comes back to Tampa, okay, fine. But it can't be the same version that we had in 2019. Something's got to I agree. Um, I agree. Do you feel like there's enough there to feel confident in bringing Jameis back? Or do you feel like it like, because there are some people, I think James is in this boat where we've gone back and forth so much that is any quarterback really worth all this back and forth and all this heartache and all this drama? And is it best to just move on and, and let bygones be bygones and hope? that all sides have a successful future without each other. See, here's the thing, guys. If I was running the team, right, I truly believe if they had a game-managing quarterback, they would have been a 10-win team this year. I can, I can circle that many games, maybe even may, – I could argue maybe even more, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's where I have a tough time with how is – if this was year two of Jameis, I'd, I'd want Jameis to stay. Right. As many years as we've seen of Jameis, I, I, I liken it to the Mariota stuff in Tennessee, right? It, totally different scenarios, but in the same way that the organization, in a different way, they were tied to Mar- Marcus, right? Because Marcus is so clean cut. He's such a nice dude. He does everything right. He's a great leader. He just isn't good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, and whether that's because of the injuries or, or the system or whatever they made a decision to move on from him and go with a guy like Ryan Tannehill, who, oh, by the way, a lot of people wrote off, who's now competing in the AFC Championship game and has had historically one of the best seasons in the NFL over the last 10 weeks. I think I look at that situation and I go, I think it's time to move on, if, if personally, right? I just, I don't think that we're ever going to see Jameis fix the turnover problem. I just don't. And I... I think that if that had happened, it would have happened already, right? I, I just I just don't know if that that is there. I also don't necessarily like the the attitude in the last you know, the post game. I don't know if it was post game press conference or the or the wrap up of the season where he said something like, Look at the stats, I'm balling. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be like, Jameis, what are you talking about? Literally, what are you talking about? If you throw thirty picks, you ain't winning anything. It doesn't right. matter if you throw for 7,000 yards. You turn over the ball that much, and not turn over the ball, you guys, 
and I'm sure you well know because you watch these games closer than I do, turn over the ball in mind-numbing situations, right, mm -hmm. where it is first and 10 and you throw a pick six on the first play. I mean, that's the kind of stuff where you're just like, you put yourself, it is so hard to win football games. And Bruce said it multiple times throughout the year. My football team loves to spot the other team points. I mean, that's, you can't give another team seven or 14 points when in the NFL, we know it's a game of inches. Ask Russell Wilson, right? Uh -huh. The NFC West, the NFC West and the one seed were lost on an inch. Like that's, that's the, the type of dedication that it takes. And when you look at all the teams that are having success, you look at a team like the Seattle Seahawks. From a roster standpoint, it was a miracle that they almost beat that Green Bay team. But why did they do that? Because Russell Wilson is a superstar. I just don't think we're ever going to get that from Jameis. And I, I would like to see them move on. And honestly, I think it would be good for Jameis to get a fresh start. But I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Because I think you look at this draft class and where they're, where they're drafting and you know, how many other teams need quarterbacks. And that's why I said I don't envy Jason and Bruce because I think there's a lot of tough decisions to be made here. Yeah, I, I did a column. Uh, it came out on Tuesday for Bucks Nation about how it, it's probably best for the Buccaneers to move on from Jameis. And, and I talked about the turnover issues. You know, I talked about the fact that 131 points were scored by opposing teams off of Buccaneers turnovers. Now, not all of those points came off of Winston's turnovers, but when you are are accounted for 35 of 41 turnovers, that's a big part of it. But mm -hmm. diving more into the financial aspect, and I love what you brought up about how you know you you talk about a game manager and they're going to win a few more games, and and I disgustingly talked myself into thinking Andy Dalton could be a better a better solution for this team. But I started looking at it long term. I started looking at it as far as a financial standpoint because this team isn't just a quarterback away from the postseason or or contending for a championship. There are problems on this roster that need to be addressed this offseason. And you take $30 million and you tie it up in Jameis Winston. You take, you know, 15 to tie up in Shaq Barrett and, and 10 for Jason Pierre-Paul and 10 for Sue. Well, now you're out of cap space. And if Jameis comes back and we have this same version of Jameis Winston, now you're going to have to go out and look for another quarterback. And if you have to draft one, now you have that another you know, year of learning from a rookie quarterback under Bruce Arians. And your best chance to contend is probably in that rookie second year. By then, you've chewed up Bruce Arians' contract. Like, yep. now you're looking at, is Todd Bowles going to be able to take over? Is he coaching somewhere else? Is Byron Leftwich going to be able to take over? Is he, is he going to be coaching somewhere else? So, if the Bucks are going to move on, it has to be now, in my opinion. Otherwise, I agree. you're wasting 60% minimum of Bruce Arians contract and the window for this team. And by then you're talking about maybe Chris Godwin is tired of it and he wants to go contend somewhere. Mike Evans wants to go contend somewhere. You're talking about the contracts for Vea and white coming up. Like it's, it's a real slippery slope. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I mean, I, I can't disagree. I think the, the thing is, I, like I said, I think we've seen what we're going to see from Jameis, and I just don't think that's enough to contend for the postseason, to contend for a Super Bowl. And it's really hard for me to justify him needing more time. I think this 16, 16 games is enough tape for in year five to be able to just to figure out what, what you have. 
And, and I just don't think he has enough. I, I really don't. And I think you bring up the most important point, which is you got to know the cap situation. You got to know how much money. I, I think we've already seen different reports about how much money he's wanting. I know right now there is no chance I'd be giving Jameis Winston $30 million. Mm-hmm. Ain't happening. No way. Cannot afford it and not justified. Doesn't make any sense. Cannot do that. And you bring up great points. All those defensive free agents, those are all guys that you'd like to see come back, right? And you got to sign some of those guys. You guys want to have Todd Bowles' defense. You want to be able to continue to do that. Guess what? You're going to have to use some of that money in that way. What's good? What's a good way to be able to sign all your teams and have a Super Bowl window? Let's look at history. A quarterback on a rookie deal, you Mm -hmm. can sign all the rest of your guys so it fits the window of Bruce coaching and it fits the window of your defense. Seems like a pretty good recipe to me. I, I think when you, when you put all the pieces together, right, and you, and you take your emotion out of it, right, because I know there's a lot of emotion with Bucks fans with Jameis on w- one side or the other. When you take all that out, the logical part goes, yeah, it's probably time to move on. And I can do that because I'm not a Bucks fan, right? So it's easier for me to do that because I'm not entranced with Jameis one way or the other. I'm just looking at it as somebody with football acumen going, if you turn over the ball that much, you're not winning anything, period. End of story. And I don't know that that's going to be fixed. So to me, from a risk standpoint, I can't take the risk by paying Jameis what he's going to demand to, to, to risk that I'm going to see the exact same production, if not worse, right? Because the assumption is he's just going to get better. What if he gets worse? He had mm-hmm. a great season statistically in some categories. What if he doesn't have that good of a season? Now all of a sudden you're talking about, oh, the team's not only not as good, they might get worse. Like that's, I feel like everybody just assumes he's going to get better. Why? Why do, why, why do you assume that? I, I assume from a risk standpoint, you got to, you got to look at it and go, eh, probably not going to throw for as many yards. If he throws for the same amount of interceptions, not going to win a lot of games. Right. So yeah. for me, yeah. that's how, that's how I look at things. And I don't, I don't really think it's that difficult to, to make the decision. Cause I think there's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft that are pretty exciting. And there's a lot of veteran free agents on the market that you could test it out with but like I said it's it's going to be a tough decision I know it's a tough decision for Jason and Bruce and you know you guys gotta hope that they make the best decision for the franchise and I, I trust both those guys to do that oh most definitely Paige um but we don't want to take up all your time tonight talking about Jameis you know there's there's plenty more time to talk Jameis Winston. <laughs> um the NFL playoffs are going on right now and of course uh you guys at the draft network and you guys over at the TDN fantasy podcast uh, even though fantasy football is over from a season standpoint, you guys are, are still churning out great content uh, covering the NFL from from end to end. Um, what have what have been your thoughts so far leading up to championship weekend for this year's NFL playoffs? What are some of your biggest surprises and and any letdowns if you have any? Yeah, I think the uh, the obvious answer here for the biggest surprise is probably the Tennessee Titans. But you know, I don't. I'm not. I wasn't really surprised if you watch the Titans play. If you know the history of the game, you never want to play that eight and eight, nine and seven team that's hot, that sneaks in on the wild card, ask the uh, New England Patriots about that, about those Giants teams that got hot late in the season and played them in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, those are, those are the types of things that can happen, right? Where you look at it and you go, okay, there are, you never want to play the hot team. So I wasn't really that surprised by Tennessee. I, what I was surprised by is I picked them to go to New England. And I, I, if I saw an upset, I didn't, I wasn't ballsy enough to say I pick them to go to New to, to up to Baltimore and win, but I did say if there's going to be an upset, it's going to be that one. And they and they went up there and they did it. There ha- there cannot be a team in the NFL that has more confidence right now than Tennessee Titans. They went to Foxborough and to Baltimore. 
I mean, it's that that aspect of it from a from a from a fan perspective that has no rooting interest, right? The only rooting interest I have is Green Bay losing. That's the only one. Everything <laughs> else is just every everybody is there. So I my rooting interest now is like I kind of got kind of got to go for Tennessee, right? It's exciting, but then one of my good friends, Tyron Matthew, plays for the Chiefs, so I'd love mm. to see them get in. I'd love I'd love from a defensive from a storyline standpoint what that defense has been doing. And also in that last game, and I said on my podcast, Patrick Mahomes just letting the entire NFL community know, remember me, remember me, the MVP, yeah. remember me, because we all kind of forgot about you because Lamar Jackson was special. Patrick Mahomes put on a show and said, hey, I'm still here. Don't forget. And man, 51 points in a playoff game after you go down 24 nothing, uh, that's pretty special. Now, I'm, I'm going to play into your fandom just to make sure that you're on my side in all this. <laughs> okay. Because the only team that I care about not winning this weekend is the freaking Packers. Oh, I love it. You don't so, want them to win. No, no. Going into the playoffs, there were a few teams that I said, I don't care who goes to the Super Bowl as long as it's not. And number one was New Orleans, so I had to laugh. Um the Patriots just because I'm, I'm burnout and the Packers. So one, one is going to assume that you will be rooting heavily for the San Francisco 49ers this weekend. Oh guys, I'm the biggest San Francisco 49ers fan on the planet. You guys know <laughs> yes. that. I, I, I can assure you, uh, my boyfriend and I went up to Sonoma, California for my 30th birthday and we hit the Sunday night football game. San Francisco, Green Bay, where Green Bay just got their asses whooped, right? Oh, my God. It was so enjoyable to watch. I think I was the happiest person in the stadium, and I wasn't a fan of either team, right? Like, I, I was <laughs> smiling and so happy because I saw Aaron Rodgers get sacked 100 times and Nick Bosa just talking smack to him over his face. Just And I'm just sitting there just so happy, right? Like, I'm just – like, I don't remember – I was like, I don't remember being this happy about a football game. And then I thought to myself – do I enjoy watching teams I hate lose more than I like my own team winning? I kind of think that might be true. I don't know, but I really enjoy watching Green Bay lose, and I really, really, really want them to lose this weekend. So hopefully that happens. On the AFC side, I like both teams for different reasons. From a selfish perspective, Tyron Matthews, my boy, so I want him to win. I really like Mahomes, but if Tennessee wins, I won't be disappointed because, man, what a special story, and it's hard to root against the Cinderella story, right? So, and I like Brabel. They're, they're really enjoyable. I know Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator. So there's a lot to like about that team. So really everybody in the AFC I'm cool with, but that one team that's from that terrible place in Wisconsin really, really want them to lose. Oh, I really wanted you to call on that team up North. That would have made me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> God, Get out of here with your Ohio state references. Hey, listen, let's let's get one thing clear. No matter what two teams go to the Super Bowl and no matter what team wins the Super Bowl, a Buckeye is getting a Super Bowl ring this year. Just just putting that out there. Oh, boy. All right. Moving moving right along. Right. Moving right along. Next question. No more thank, Buckeyes shenanigans. Thank you, Paige. They, the, I knew there was a reason I enjoyed having you on this show. All right, so so talk a little bit about what is going on with you guys at the Draft Network. You have a couple of big college games coming up. There's, of course, the East-West Shrine game and the Senior Bowl. So what, what can people be expecting out of the Draft Network as these two all-star games essentially come to fruition and we really go full steam ahead into draft season for pretty much 
30 of the 32 fan bases. Yeah, uh, lots of exciting stuff. So Kyle Krabs, Benjamin Solak, and Trevor Sikama, who I'm sure Bucks fans are familiar with, are in St. Pete covering the Shrine game. Uh, very exciting. They've been doing a great job. They'll be out there for the actual game. They've been at practices all week. The full team, full staff will be out in Mobile all next week, Monday through Saturday. Very excited about our tailgate that we're hosting with Bud Light Seltzer. So if you are coming to Mobile, make sure on Saturday morning you come see us. We're going to be outside the stadium giving away free Bud Light Seltzers and doing t-shirt giveaways and stickers. And we're going to have like yard games. It's, it's going to be really fun. So really looking forward to the coverage. There's a lot of premier guys at the senior bowl, more than I can ever really remember. A lot of the quarterbacks we're really interested in are going to be there, right? Which is really exciting. Um, so I'm excited to catch up with a lot of my media friends that I don't see all the time that are going to be out there. It's going to be a busy week, but definitely stay tuned to the draftnetwork.com because we're going to be covering it from end to end. And most importantly, our premium launch is January 20th on Monday. Everybody who has and I mean this the nicest way possible. Everybody who has just berated us about trades. We have gotten so many tweets about getting trades in the mock draft machine. I cannot even tell you how many times it's been asked for. It is here. It is finally here. It is part of our premium offering alongside every single NFL team is going to have an NFL draft guide, which is going to be unbelievably comprehensive. If you're a draft person, if you love your NFL team, you're going to be the expert of experts for for this upcoming draft. You're going to have Kyle's perspective. You're going to have Jonah's, Jonah's draft guide, um, Jordan Reed's draft guide. Uh, Ben's doing a thing on quarterbacks. I mean, it's, it's the coverage and the, and the price point at $29.99 for the whole year is you're not going to, the guys could charge $29.99 for their draft guides. And I'd pay it to be honest with you, the amount of effort and work and time that goes into all of it is, is really impressive. And I have a great team. So hopefully you guys coach. Support them, and and most importantly, I think everyone's going to love the trade feature. I've been playing on around with it today, and it's it's pretty exciting. It's going to be fun. It's going to take the mock draft machine to the next level. So we definitely have a lot going on. But that was uh, that was a good synopsis of of what we got coming up over the next couple of weeks. What's it going to take in the mock draft machine for the Bucks to get Joe Burrow? Mm. Ooh, I don't know. You're going to have to try that one out. But uh, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people trying to do that. Uh, somehow, some way, I believe there's going to be a lot of people trying to trade up to take, I don't know, Tua or Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert or whoever. That's that's the beauty of the of the of the mock draft machine. It's the beauty of NFL and why we cover this stuff and why we love the NFL draft. So many variables, uh, so much excitement, and so many quarterbacks this year. Ooh, I love it. I love the I love the quarterback talk because everyone gets excited about it. So it's a, it's a good year, and I think it's everyone's really our fans are really really going to enjoy the draft network's new features. And like I said, the team has worked exceptionally hard on this. So just a good note on all the guys and girls that work for me. They're incredible people, and they work really really hard. And I think everyone's going to be really happy with with what they put together. Almost definitely, Paige. And, and you guys have done a great job in, in a pretty saturated area. I mean, uh, I think there's there's always room for more draft coverage, but I think there's there's a lot of people out, out there providing draft coverage. But honestly, for me personally, I think you guys and Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks over at NFL.com, you, you're, you guys are my favorite group. Um, that That's my favorite core group of people to go to for draft coverage and draft information. And uh, something that DJ and Bucky brought up, so uh, just kind of playing into the draft, uh, the trades, um, was a theory that maybe Oakland pairs their two first-round draft picks, moves up with Detroit to draft a quarterback, and then Derek Carr comes available. But yeah, just like you said, everything that you mentioned, 
Um, obviously, you guys are doing a great job over there. Really excited for what you guys have going on. Super proud to to get to say that we know you guys because uh, you guys have been have, have been grinding really hard and, and churning out a lot of great stuff. So super proud of you, and, and thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate always being on here. I appreciate the support that you guys give us and know that it's uh, it's mutual, right? I love Locked on Bucks. I love the podcast. I love reading what you guys have to say because, you know, I have a, I'm an adopted Buccaneers fan now with Bruce. So it's it, I said I'm not a Bucks fan. I'm a Bruce fan, right? But when Bruce is in Tampa, it makes me a Bruce fan. No, it makes me a Bucks fan. So I'll be watching with close eyes and ears uh, over this next couple of months as they're in a – you know, they got a lot of decisions to make. But like I said, if you're a Bucks fan, you got to trust Jason. And you got to trust Bruce. Uh, Bruce has had a lot of success with quarterbacks. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And again, Paige, thank, thank you so much for joining us. And you're going to have to report back to us uh, as far as frequent guest of the Locked On Bucks podcast, Carmen Vitale. You're going to have to let us know how her shoe game holds up in mobile oh she's she's in for she's in for a tough one these this time guys i think my my guys at StockX really came through for me so i'm not going to be too hard on her but i know she brought some new jays because she was uh as she said on twitter she was afraid to show up with without any new kicks so a chicago girl's gotta gotta keep it straight so she's (laughs) i'm excited to see carmy and uh obviously she's she's she is bucks nation she's awesome so i'll definitely i'll definitely report back on the shoe game Excellent. Excellent. All right. Of course, you can check out everything that Paige is doing over at the underscore sports page, and that's P-A-I-G-E. And of course, at the Draft Network. Again, Paige, thank you so, so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Believe it or not, conference championship weekend is upon us. Time is up for two of the teams playing this weekend, but you still have time to feed your fantasy fix with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, throw, and catch means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Just draft your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a free shot at over $750,000 with your first deposit. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. That's some extra cash to play with throughout the playoffs. Download the DraftKings app now and use code Locked On For a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500 on your next deposit. New users, be sure to enter code Locked On during sign-up, and you'll also get a free shot at over $750,000 with your first deposit. That's code Locked On, and you can get a deposit bonus up to $500 only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25-time playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, and you can check out everything that David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure that you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks. And at Bucks underscore nation, send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Yes, we know we still owe you David review Star Wars episode nine, the rise of Skywalker. However, unfortunately, because of some scheduling, we started recording this a lot later than normal. We don't have time to get into it tonight. I'm sorry, everyone. And I know there were people on Twitter that I promised it was coming. We had to make sure we got Paige on. We had to get the schedules together, you know, and I had, you know, my son's hockey practice. Everything just started so late. We just don't have time. This episode, I promise you, come hell or high water, we will get that for you next week because 
I have a feeling I'm going to have to yell at David. But until then, hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh.